Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Today, we had to do the lightning intro because, man, it's been lightning and thunder all camp. <clears throat> we got a ton to talk about. Brandon, how you doing, brother? Oh, so fired up, man. Preseason's kicking off. All the news is starting to stack up, and we're starting to end up seeing where these rookies are getting put in depth charts and all the fake news out there. It's so fun to decipher and sift through, so it's exciting. This is, honestly, this is where we make our hay in fantasy football. It's deciphering the noise from what's actually actionable. So we actually have preseason games, Brandon. It's, we're here. We did it. We made it. You and I have been grinding since, what, February, the week after the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. About <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, man. So this is, this is it. This is where we make our hay. So let's not, let's not bury the lead. We got to talk about Trey Lance. Yesterday, he had four or five passes for 91, 92 yards, and he had that beautiful touchdown throw to Danny Gray. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, NFL general managers, Danny Gray was drafted at pick 3.41, so that's the compensatory picks at the end of the third round. He runs a 4-3-3, 40-yard dash, okay? You don't need to spend up on the Taekwon Thorntons of the world in round two to get these speedsters when they're not going to be dynamic players, right? Danny Gray, which he's actually throwing some decent chemistry with Trey Lance, but Trey Lance, man, he looks competent. It's, you know, it's, it's still stuff to say if, he, if he's going to really sure. take that next step, but everything we see is he's taking the next step. What do you think about Trey? Trey, I mean, he's shown exactly what I thought, uh, he was capable of doing. He has real horsepower in that arm of his, like he can really, He's going to be able to open that offense up in a way that Jimmy G just never could have. The way his mm -hmm. arm is just – his arm talent is spectacular. It's Josh Allen-esque. It's uh, easy, easy power. And when he's comfortable and he lets it rip, watch out, guys. This guy, when he gets experience and gets those those reps that are so important, this guy is just going to take off in the later half of the season and into our fantasy football playoffs. And he's going to end up winning people a lot of leagues that took the shot on him. Well, that's just it, man. Like where he's being drafted, he's being drafted right around Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, like in, in that range. And mm -hmm. I mean, look, there, you can make cases for all three of those players as to why they're going to be great. But Trey's going at the back of that. And he just has such massive upside. We saw it last year with Jalen Hurts, right? Like you don't need to be extremely competent, but you know, you compare Hertz to Trey Lance, and Trey Lance has an absolute cannon for the for an arm. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Danny Gray is getting all the preseason hype, man. But but for me, Brandon Ayu, he's just going to he he's gonna be a fantastic you're drafting him as pretty much a back end wide receiver three. He absolutely yeah. has that wide receiver two upside, and it's just gonna be beautiful, man. So I I feel like we're too low on Brandon Ayuk right now. Oh, I, I'm, I've been trying to acquire him as much as I can in Dynasty Leagues. So wherever I have Trey, I ha I'm trying to get Ayuk as a stack because I think that's the that's the stack you want. With Kittle, yeah. I'm worried about him blocking a little too much in this first year Trey Lance era. I think he could be in protection quite a bit and run blocking as well with Trey Lance. I mean, from what camp has been uh, – from the highlights in camp, I mean, this kid is reeling off 70-yard runs, dude, like – like just mm -hmm. flying and it just seems like he has the athleticism that's just unique and it's going to be exciting to see how Kyle Shanahan utilizes that that guy in the passing game and the ground game as well but I think his floor is just so high just because of those ground yards I think he's going to have a shit ton of yards on the ground mm -hmm. I mean 
600. <laughs> like, I think he can go even higher than that. I think he has real upside with the rush TDs as well. I mean, th- now with Elijah Mitchell already out for the preseason, it seems, it sounds like he's already got a soft tissue issue. And we already know how fickle Kyle Shanahan is with his running backs. I see Trey Lance being a huge part of the ground game. And we're going to see Cam Newton early on um, type of runs out of Trey Lance. And I think uh, we're going to, it's going to be exciting, dude. I'm excited for him because we've been waiting so long for him. And there's been so much animal, you know, back and forth between Twitter, Twitter cults of, you know, the haters and the believers and, um, just the behind the scenes twi- uh, texting back and forth Mike with our guy, Mike D and the, in our group chats about Trey Lance. Um, I just think uh, he has one of the best supporting casts and he's Jalen hurts plus with more talent. And I just feel like this guy has everything you want. It's, it's time, you know, and from a draft perspective, you've got both Brendan Ayuk and Trey Lance going right around that six, seven turn. So depending mm. where you're at, you can actually go bang, bang, get Trey. That's what and I do. Brad and I, you get that stack. And here's the thing, right? Like what I'm finding is that if you're drafting early, I'm talking like pick one or pick two, you're generally inclined, especially with that one pick to go JT. And then right around that, that two, three turn, man, like guys like Alvin Kamara continue to fall. Guys like Lena Fournette continuing to mm-hmm. fall. And there's been a few drafts now where I've actually started out JT, Lena Fournette, Alvin Kamara, and you have to hammer. I know you have to hammer wide receiver after that, right? Yeah. But because you go early like that, it, it, it kind of takes away that luxury of say you want to go and get a Jalen Hurts a couple rounds earlier mm-hmm. than say Trey Lance, right? But if you go heavy running back, you hammer these wide receivers. That six seven turn, you can get Trey Lance, you can get Brandon Ayuk as your wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sitting in pretty good shape. So we got, of course, of course, we got Clipboard Jesus in the chat. Hell yeah, boys. We're back. We're live. We give the people what they want. And we're, yeah. back, we're back, yeah, live. back. So we're bringing it back, baby. Let's move on to one of the players that you and I have generally been ahead of consensus-wise. He was going like mid-round three, and that's A.J. Brown, of course. Oh, yeah. No longer the Tennessee Titans. Now of those Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then... One of the things that we, you know, we worried about with AJ Brown just in general was that Tennessee wasn't a high passing volume offense, and, and frankly, neither are the Eagles. But AJ Brown was hyper efficient. Two years ago, he finished as one of the top five wide receivers because of his efficiency, despite the lack of volume. Last year, almost identical volume to the uh, to 2020, didn't have the touchdowns, didn't have the same efficiency, didn't look good. Right? All reports coming out of Eagles camp is that he is. Absolutely on fire. He's getting peppered with targets. He's hands and away. Oh, here we go. Fly Eagles fly, baby. He's hands and away. Like the 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 best chemistry with Jalen Hurts and, and Jalen Hurts' favorite target. Man, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm at the point now where I would be comfortable. We just talked about your at that early turn. If you don't want to take T. Higgins because you're a little bit worried about the Jamar Chase factor, right? I'm at the point now where I'm moving up AJ Brown ahead of T Higgins and actually just made a big shift in my wide receiver ranking. So I, I has I still have him in a similar tier, but I basically got, I got Mike Evans. Cause again, volume's going to be King Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill. And now I have AJ Brown right ahead of T Higgins as my wide receiver 10. And so I'm feeling pretty damn good about it, man, because you know what, as long as AJ Brown, AJ Brown stays healthy. Look, even if, the chew Gardner Minshew was to go in, you know, God forbid what like happens to Jalen. 
He's going to need to be peppered. It, he's just he's so damn safe. What? Why is the market so low on this guy? It's it's an overcorrection to the trade, a hundred percent. Same way it was with Stefan Diggs when he went to the Bills. People knocked him down peg a couple of pegs, and he was a steal um, in drafts that year, his first year of Buffalo Bills. This is exactly the same situation. This is I I I am going to start buying more Jalen Hurts. AJ Brown stacks in best ball because I just want more exposure to it because it, I think Jalen Hurts is going to take a nice step this year. I think I think he has everything you've been looking for. He just needed more talent around him. And Devon, like I said, somebody's going to get the short end stick here, and it's going to be Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith. I don't see him getting the same or an uptick of any kind of volume. I think this is what he's going to be. What he was pretty much last year, maybe a couple more touchdowns, but that's about it. But the two guys that I want, or the three guys I want in this in this uh, offense, is Goddard, AJ Brown, mm -hmm. and then uh, Jalen Hurts. But AJ Brown, I think he can go above Hill. Like you should be taking him above Hill. Yeah. He's a number one guy. This guy is. It's it's obvious the Eagles want to get this guy hyper targeted. Even if his mm -hmm. even if their offense isn't super pass heavy. They are going to have their role where he is going to have his elite target share. He is going to have it. This is going to be the first year where he's going to have a 25% target share. I could see that, and I don't see why you don't do that with him, especially when you trade for him like that. He is a top, top elite talent in this in this, uh, in this this mm -hmm. league, just like Stefan Diggs. Just give him volume. He's going to explode this year. And so I, I was listening to Matthew Barry, who's now on, on NBC, and he was essentially equating – the the Buffalo Bills getting Stephon Diggs, uh, similar yep. to AJ Brown, right? And mm -hmm. just the ascension that Josh Allen took. Now listen, mm -hmm. Josh Allen took a unprecedented <laughs> improvement. Like he he just the level he took in his completion percentage, nobody could have predicted that. So yeah, I wouldn't go as so far to say go so far as to say that Hertz is going to get to that level, but he just needs to become a competent passer. And if you look at his ability in college and his deep ball in college, he has that in his arsenal. So it's just a matter yeah. of trusting himself, continuing to build that chemistry. And here's the thing. So go back to your Devonta Smith comment last season. He had a 22% target share. Okay. Mm -hmm. I could probably set falling. He's still going to be the number two option in that offense. 18% probably. Mm -hmm. I bet you Dallas no. Goddard is probably going to be. No, it's you think you Goddard's think number two. I'm telling you, I'm telling you Smith is going to be the third read. I'm telling you Goddard is special. He is special. Okay. He is not a, a typical tight end he is a special move tight end that can has all the ability in the world we've just been waiting for this to happen and I, there he's finally going to get it if you don't if you don't i have got it way above hawkinson let's just say that like if if I have the two, I'm taking Goddard over Hawk 100% of the time okay guys like that is this Goddard deserves some damn respect, okay? He he's going to actually run a ton of routes this year and he's going to get a ton a ton of targets in the red zone. So, let's get it with uh the Jalen Hurts Goddard stacks and if you want to get real spicy, just throw in AJ Brown in there too. You can get all three of them for best ball. Sick. We got our boy season long says Alan Slavsky saying Goddard all-time leader at tight end in yards per route run. That's uh, that's a pretty impressive stat. I you Amen. know, listen, I have yeah, I have uh, Dallas Goddard uh, just below Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz in terms of tiers. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, right? Like, if you're not going to go tight end early, just wait. You can get yep. Dallas Goddard at that exactly. turn, and you don't have to spend that high capital. That's the it's move. That's the move. That's, that's the move that's this year, guys. That's the cheat yeah. code.
Okay, so those are the training camp fun things we wanted to talk about. Now we got to turn, you know, actually, it's very appropriate that our wet blanket, Mr. Allen Slusky, <laughs> jumped on. I'm talking about injury news, okay? And obviously, we can't overreact. A lot of the times, we don't have a lot of information. But right now, Drake London, he left the game last oh. night. We're recording this Saturday morning on August 13th with a knee injury. Okay, so yeah. for those of you who are wondering, in college, he did miss the end of his season last year because he, but he suffered an ankle injury. So ankle, not completely connected, but you know, it, it brings me a little bit of caution, man, because sure. Drakeland has battled injuries. He's so, a young kid he's too. He's a kid, I and mean, he's very young. He's what twenty one, I want to say. Yeah, um, he's twenty one. He's a pup. We can't overreact to this until we get more information. I haven't, I, you know, I was doing a, a not a major overhaul. I did a major overhaul last week. And for all my updated rankings, you have to be a VIP member over at dfsarmy.com. Go to the season long fantasy, the season long fantasy football page. I've got my overall rankings. I have my player write ups. I have auction rankings. Alan, you can go to the site right now. Go get those auction <laughs> rankings and values. I've got my tiers. We have it all there, but. I haven't moved Drake London yet because you don't need to until we find out more. If he's just going to miss a little bit of time, that's okay. That's okay because that upside is just so astronomical. But Mm -hmm. it's got to give you worry, man. If you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, man, it's just not looking good. Like that team is just in absolute disarray. So, hey, another another Mike D shout out. Another shout out from Mike D. Ritter. Through a game-winning touchdown, first first game out preseason. I got it, dude. I got it, dude. But honestly, yeah. you got to give the shout out. He he stepped up in the moment, and that's a big deal as an athlete for confidence. So it is. Um, no, it's that's, important. That's, but that's huge. Doesn't move the needle for me. If you look at the pass, it was a bit of a duck. He kind of just threw it, it up, and, and frankly, it, it could was. have been intercepted easily. Got the touchdown. Fantastic, Devin yeah. Ritter. Added to your resume, yeah. but I don't know, man. It's it, it's worrisome. So let's not overreact about Drake London. Zach Wilson, we probably can overreact. Yes. Okay, so last year he missed four games with the PCL strain. Strain. Mm. Last night, it looks like it could be the ACL. Um, the latest news is that it's not a complete tear. It's it, The ACL is still intact. So that's obviously a good thing. The question becomes, um, Zach Wilson, if he's not going to miss the entire season, he's probably going to miss a good chunk of the season. So he's essentially, he's off the draft boards. I, I took him off my board. That's it. We're not going to get him. It's, at this point, you can't. So the question becomes, is it going to be Joey Flacco, who's like 76 years old, which I just got, I just, I had to go, you know, play, play the odds. I went and got him in a few of, uh, of the dynasty. On, <laughs> People on, on probably laughed rivers. pretty good in the chat. <laughs> yeah. You know, People 30 are... <laughs> bucks on a thousand dollar value. It's like, it is what it is, right? You got to just play the percentages yeah. here. But because look, Jimmy G's out there. Jimmy G's available. But how much are the Jets willing to spend on him when they have, a veteran like Joe Flacco. And listen, a lot of those highlights that we were tweeting out of Elijah Moore making those sick catches, they weren't coming from Zach Wilson, brother. It was Joey Flacco. And listen, he's getting up there in age. He probably doesn't have the same deep ball that he used to have, but that was one of his go-tos when he was a pro. So it's going to be interesting. All I got to say, though, is for those Niners that were holding out hope that somebody was going to get injured, we now have a bidding war between Cleveland, who Sean Watson, man, he ain't playing a game this season. I got mm-hmm. news for you. I don't he think he is. Play. And uh, look, it's going to be Jimmy G. He's only going to go one place. It's either going to be the Niners or it's going to be Cleveland. So that's interesting. It sucks for Zach Wilson, man, because, you know, all reports is that he was taking a step forward. I'm not sure who, he's where he should be, frankly, 
by now. Um, I guarantee you the Jets are rege- or <laughs> regretting taking him at two overall last season, but I don't know, man. How do you feel about Elijah Moore if it is Joe Flacco or Jimmy or yeah, Jimmy G throwing the ball? Honestly, I'm all it's totally fine with Elijah Moore. I, I would be higher on Elijah Moore if uh if Jimmy G was there. I think he could actually sustain that offense a little bit more and walk in seamlessly. Uh Robert Sala was the coach at the Niners, a uh, defensive coach. I get that, but there's still a connection, a relationship that could mm-hmm. have a seamless transition for the Jets. Um, it sounds like everything is – they're saying two to six weeks for a possible PCL injury if the if the ACL is intact. So two yeah. to six weeks, I mean, I mean that's not that – we're still in the very front end of preseason. That still means week three possibly. We At the latest, we could get – uh, Zach Wilson back so I wouldn't rip him com- completely off your board just yet I thought that it, the way it looked when he planted his foot last night on his right leg it, and I saw that thing bobble back and forth it looked like a total ACL to me um, yeah. and I you know we've been doing this for for a while now and we've been a, we've reviewed how many hundreds of videos of people tearing the ACL we're not doctors looked, though we're, we're not, not doctors. doctors we're not and yeah. but you know what he might have gotten lucky and it could have just mm. been a you know a re-injury of his PCL but that's troublesome as well because if you're re-injuring that PCL every like you know consistently that means that thing is going to go at some point and that's a major injury ask JK Dobbins so yeah. you can just you know especially for a mobile quarterback like Zach Wilson but with Mike White I I like the Mike White Elijah Moore connection I I don't mind that brother like honestly Mike White was slinging it to Elijah Moore when he was in there and then Joe was as well so Elijah is a quarterback proof wide receiver in that offense in my opinion um but Garrett Wilson is going to struggle if if uh I think Garrett Wilson is going to have a slow start. I think uh, Brees Hall is going to be just fine. The signing of Dwayne Brown for left tackle to uh, replace Mekhi Becton is a massive fill-in. That's why I didn't overreact about it because I knew that was going to come down the pipeline. Um, Dwayne Brown can get it done and, and protect. And so I'm excited for that. Uh, Brees Hall still, I'm I'm buying any kind of dip on him as much as possible because I think he's just going to unleash on everybody this year. I think it's going to be pretty yeah. great. Look, I mean, Brees Hall in round four is just, it's the values there. You got to play the upside. Uh, yep. Go back to it every single time. Who's his best comparable player when you look at his his athleticism and his college production is Jonathan Taylor. So yep. just, you know, people are being a little bit too relaxed. Ba- ba- <laughs> Jets. Let's relax on Brees Hall. And we talked about it. Actually, I talked about it with, on this very show with Alan Soslowski. It might be a slow start for Brees, but he's the kind of guy that you want on your team. You don't have to play round one or round two. And the upside is just way too massive. Clipboard well, I think that I don't think it's going to be a slow start. If if we they do lose Zach Wilson, I think they lean on him as much as possible early. Why not? Yeah. That's RBs transfer uh, transfer over to the pros faster than any position. Um, I think that is a guy that it could start off very nice because of a volume, just because they're trying to keep the offense a little simple. Um, so I could totally see Brees Hall being just fine if uh, Zach is out for a month or so. Yeah, I mean, let's, we just you can't overreact to these yep. sort of things. It's just That's it. It, it, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Okay, Big let's time. talk about the Cleveland Browns because they are just the Browns being the Browns, man. Yeah. So uh, Deshaun Watson news aside, obviously mm-hmm. for those of you living under a rock, um, judge, uh, the judge basically ruled six games. The NFL said, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
they are going to take it. I'm assuming to, for a full season. Washington yeah. came out this week and said he'd be willing to accept eight games and $5 million <laughs> fine. So last season, his salary was $10 million. He didn't actually, like he sat out the season, but he still got paid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that would effectively be about a, you know, a full season sitting and roughly what would it be about five or $5.5 million in lost salary for him. It's too late for he that. Just, it's, he it's, just signed a signing for, for 40 million. So it doesn't matter for that. Yeah. So Judge Robinson, she ruled that he definitely had nonviolent sexual assault with four of the masseuses. Okay. So that's one thing. Obviously the league is not happy about that. The thing is, he lied to the NFL, and Roger mm. Goodell is a vindictive man. I guarantee <laughs> you, if he had just come out and said, look, I made a mistake, I did this, I admit it, I take responsibility, he sits out last season, maybe he doesn't have to sit up for the full season, half the season. But now, it's all we're talking about, is all this bullshit with Deshaun Watson. So, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's going to do. Okay, Tommy's asking us, do we know when the geek's going to do his week, down, week one breakdown? There's so much information now, brother. I guarantee you it's probably going to be the week of week one. Yeah, it's going to be the week prior. We're we're still sifting on all this news. As we can see, you can – we're going to get major shifting of all of our ADPs and player availabilities with these preseason games. Generally speaking, with the the three games now in preseason, it's week one – Teams are some of these team starters are getting a few reps in. Generally speaking, week two, they're not going to get a lot. And then again, week three, they'll probably get a few reps and maybe a full quarter in just to get, you know, prepared, get that body ready for week one. But Tommy, it's probably going to be closer to the start of week one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about the Browns is they lost their starting center, Nick Harris. Mm. And that that's a major problem as well. So, you know, from a Browns perspective, at this point, I was a little bit higher than a consensus on Amara Cooper just because talent tends to race to the top. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to move him down a little bit because yeah. we saw what Cooper was like when he was a Raider and when he doesn't really give a shit, he doesn't play very well. And I just get that vibe, man. Like, is it going to be Jacoby Brissett there? Is it going to be Jimmy G? They lost the starting set. It's just, it's going to be dysfunctional. dysfunctional. Tommy, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for watching. So the Browns, man, uh, Nick Chubb, I'm also below consensus on Nick Chubb. Uh, right now, I have him as my RB15, which actually, okay. The, That's the right, is RB14. That's about right, right? Like, he's going yeah. at pick 25 overall. I have him baked in to be about mid to late round three. So, I'll be honest, I'm not getting a lot of Nick Chubb. Obviously, if Cream Hunt is indeed traded, it makes things a little bit better. But Dearness Johnson's still there. It's not going to completely move the needle. Hey. We know what Nick Chubb is. Hey. And also with Jerome Ford, I mean, the, in this last preseason yeah. game, he's the one. Honestly, he he jumped off yeah. the TV for me. Like he, he, we already knew he was an explosive guy. He was a talented back, and I, uh, he was one hell of a fifth round selection by the Browns, to be honest. And mm-hmm. to, if I saw this as a GM, if I saw this performance by him, and we know his pedigree, we know he can play ball. He came from Alabama, transferred to Cincinnati, all those things he can play. And then you got a running back that's getting older and cream hunt that wants to be traded, uh, wants a new contract. And to be honest, as a Browns uh, GM, I would never give hunt another contract. Um, so it makes sense if to move on from him because you have Jonas Jonas Johnson and you got yourself Jerome Ford that can step into those roles. So I, I, I could totally see if they, if, if the Browns wanted to 
move him for some reason, they could. Um, if if there was a buyer uh, like the Raiders possibly wanting to yep. uh, replace Josh Jacobs or or whatever. I mean, there was even um, rumors about the Detroit Lions wanting to add another back to the to their to their mix. So who knows? But I'm just saying that Jerome Ford looked good. He popped for me um, in the preseason. So let's see. I mean, Hunt for Jimmy makes a lot of sense. That does make Those, sense yeah. to me. Um, they're two aging players, and they're both rentals for this year. I could totally see that being a great, great fit, and that would absolutely fit right in the Kyle Shanahan uh, shenanigans that he loves to play with his running backs. That makes total sense, and Hunt would be an absolute superstar in that scheme as well. So I could totally see that happening as well. Okay, so two things, and we're going to talk about Elijah Mitchell. But I do agree with you, Jerome Ford is somebody that you need to be drafting late. So I have as my RB66 overall mm-hmm. in my rankings. Mm-hmm. And that's right around that range, you know, 15, 16, 17. So for, you know, for, for deeper leagues, these are your bench flyers. You want to take that upside down, right? And, and the way that we, we look at our, frankly, rounds 12 and up is that's essentially, think of that as like a preseason waiver wire type player, right? They're the players that you draft, you wait to see if anything happens, but you don't waste any time cutting them to get that first week one waiver transaction. Jerome Ford is one of those guys, man, especially if Kareem Hunt gets traded. I think that's super sharp. Let's move on to the aforementioned San Francisco 49ers backfield with Elijah Mitchell. Okay. We're at it again, baby. We're at it again. Mm -hmm. He's going to miss the preseason with a hamstring injury. It's these soft tissue shit that Elijah Mitchell dealt with all last year. And listen, the depth chart isn't looking all that sexy. They got Jeff Wilson, who is always injured, but when he plays, he's fine. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price, who I like, the LSU product. You're not high on him. Um, he was somebody that some people were taking him around to the rookie drafts. A lot of times I fe- found he fell to early round three. That to me was a sweet spot. I was trading up to get him whenever I could. Um, for all my teams that I have Eliza Mitchell on, I aggressively went and got TDP, and thank God I did. They still have Trey Sermon, though. Oh, I know and it. He's still there. This, yeah. And so I just, I wonder, I mean, when we saw him play with Trey Lance last season, he did have his better games, but what if Trey Sermon just sucks? Like that, mm. that, that's not, in the, that's in the world of possibility, right? Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't want to give the ball to Trey Sermon. Um, if, if I didn't have to, I've, like I said, I think Trey Lance is going to have a huge chunk of this rush offense. Like, I think this is going to be yeah. a big part of this offense. I think he's going to be that guy, especially with Mitchell always struggling to stay healthy. I mean, that just seems like his, his narrative. Um, but you know, it's what it is. Like, I, that's why I stay away from that backfield guys. Like there is no way. That's why I stay away from the Pats. That's why I stay away from the Niners. Like these, but these backfields are so dubious and they change. And over time, all the, like they, they will, the guy that you think has zero value will have crazy value in like six weeks. And so it's like, yeah, I don't even play those games. I don't play those games. Give me guys with real workloads. Um, that's why I try and get established runners in, in early on in the draft so I don't have to deal with that crap. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Patriots, James White, this is going directly to you, brother. Thank mm-hmm. you. Congratulations on your retirement. It's too bad it had to end like that, but as a running back, it's about right when you you know you have a hip injury and you're an aging veteran. But we appreciate you. Pour one out for my boy, James White. Um okay. Champion okay. forever. Champion. Champion forever. All right, let's let's get sick here. Let's get sick. Brandon, we both got our hats backward because we got a need for speed, baby. Rashad Penny. Okay. Rashad Penny. 
Rashad Penny. Death, taxes, Rashad Penny. This time it's a groin strain. Mm. Last season, he had the hamstring strain, calf strain. He was recovering from a knee injury from his ACL and meniscus tear in, 2020, in 2019. The dude is always freaking injured. And then in comes our boy, one of our favorites. We're like way higher because we want to get mm-hmm. a piece of this guy in round 9 and 10. Ken Walker, Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker. He's going back and forth. Underdog. So all my things are VLOOKUPs when I update my ADPs. Went from Kenneth Walker to Ken Walker. And now it's back to Kenneth Walker. Let's just stick with Ken. That's what the guy wants it's to be Ken called. It's Ken Walker. The guy wants to be called Ken, Ken Walker. Walker. Call him by his name. Funny yeah, hell. Okay. Walker. In 2021, Brandon, let's just let's just read this off a little bit, okay? 2021, Ken Walker in college. He had 97 rushing yards after contact per game. When you compare that to a monster <laughs> in the NFL at King Henry, King Henry was at 89.2, okay? He had 7.4 missed tackles forced per game. King Henry, 5.6. He had 2.5 rushes of 15-plus yards Per game, King Henry, 1.9. And he had 73 breakaway yards per game. King Henry was 54. Okay. The biggest question mark for Ken Walker coming into the season, Brandon, was can he catch the ball? And guess what? He was lining up as the third down back with Penny. Oh, jeez. Boise's eggs saying that Penny gets injured looking in the mirror. Brother, it's just. It's the it's truth. Much. It's, it's, it's so the much. truth. So, Obviously, Pete Carroll, he's old. He's a crusty, curmudgeonly. Uh, he's actually happy, dude. But that's, he's an old school kind of coach. He's got that veteran deference where he's going to give them the opportunity. And listen, you cannot deny Penny had a fantastic end to the season, end to the season last year. But it's Ken Walker season today, isn't it? We don't want hey, to man. draft last year's best team. That's the words of Bob Harris, the football diehards. Don't draft last year's best team. Brandon, okay. Let me ask you this. Okay, so I got Ken Walker. i to scroll down. Not too far. I got Ken Walker as my RB29. He's currently going as the RB36 in underdog drafts. I have my head, well, right in line with, with Ramondre Stevenson, um, Ken, uh, Chase Edmonds. I got to move him up, I think. But I just don't want to move him too high because I don't want our, our, you know, I don't want to go a round or two ahead of ADP just because there's a, there's a cost to that. But realistically, in, in a vacuum, where are you comfortable? If there was no ADP, where would you be drafting Ken Walker? Round seven? Round six? I, I, I don't see why he can't be an RB2, produce RB2 numbers, if, especially especially with Penny. I mean, okay, so the biggest thing, I'm a big, as everybody knows, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, right? So I know every, I've watched every dang game Penny's ever played. He's a talented guy, man. He Coming out of college, we liked him. Good size, good speed, smooth runner, hmm. um, very good player. I, it's just unfortunately didn't come together as a pro. I just feel like he's just not putting the work in in the maybe he's just not a hard worker off, you know, off the field yeah. in the gym and in, in the weight room. It just seems like he he's always a little bit heavy. He's he doesn't seem rocked up like most running backs like he they should be. Um, I feel like his injuries come from that is that he just isn't working that hard. And um I just I know it's a contract year. People love to perform in contract years and play through everything and all that stuff and stay available. But this guy just doesn't have that gene in him to stay available in the professional in this professional league. So mm-hmm. my biggest red flag for Ken, Kenneth Walker was just the existence of Penny, and it was gonna it's yeah. gonna be as long as Penny's in there, it's gonna be you know scary to get Ken yeah. Walker. But I just 
you got to choose a side, damn it. And I'm choosing Ken. Like, I, you got to choose a side here, and I'm choosing Ken because the upside is there. And it's just he, if he's catching the football on third downs, and he, and we already know he he was the best pure runner in the draft last year, and 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 he's going to a run heavy offense with a new young offensive line. Um, with a coach that is very okay with playing young guys, man. He really is. Um, Pete is an old man, old coach, but he gives the reins over to young guys when they when he feels they got the juice. Um, and he did it with uh, 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 Thomas Rawls. Remember him? That he did it with uh, Chris Chris Carson. Um, yeah. And Chris Carson became a stud. A sixth round, a sixth rounder came, became a fir- uh, running back, lead horse. And ran with aggression all the time and uh, happy retirement. I understand, you know, we miss you as a Seattle guy. I love, I love the way that dude ran the football. Um, Nobody ran it harder than him. And, you know, but I think Pete is seeing the writing on the wall with Penny again, early in the season. He he already had a soft tissue issue already before this issue already. So, I mean, it's, it's the writings all over the wall. I've been, I've been, um, battling frank amoretti on uh twitter about this for about three months now uh, uh, about the penny versus ken walker and it's been pretty epic we we both have our you know sides of it and he's on the penny side i'm well established on the walker side and you know i just feel i i wrote him after this deal Uh, i wrote him i was like this is the pattern man i hope you're understanding like it's not about talent with penny this is just about availability and Mm -hmm. And Pete is going to get over. He's not going to be happy to, you know, be told, yeah, we can't run Penny because he's got something soft tissue again. And he's just going to run Ken Walker hard when he can. And he's going to. It's going to be great. going to be interesting. Walker is legit. Yeah, yeah. He's legit, brother. I I don't want to get too far ahead of my skis because if Penny just does miss, you know, a few – weeks in preseason is fine is, is he still going to get that first opportunity so can't get too far ahead of the skis but it's starting to look like i want to get ahead of adp on ken you because be i feel like i i feel like we are and i feel like we sh- we have our opportunities to get them and hey in dynasty i if you have interest in ken you might you know with now's the time if, man. with penny that might be the time with him being well, there still actually you might have you might have missed the opportunity last week yep. before Penny had the now because right? yep. it just now puts it's a little bit of doubt up. in these Ken Walkers. And the thing about the you know in Dynasty, these Ken Walker uh, managers they drafted him at pick one point two one point three right, so they paid that Damn right that high price mm-hmm. to get him. And so I mean it's it's the same thing with Cam Akers truthers right. It's just you're not going to get Cam Akers because they're the truther. They're the one who drafted him, so it's going to be hard to pull. And obviously there's you know Cam Akers. It's been a few years now. But I feel like that's what it's going to be like with Ken Walker. It's going to be hard to get him in Dynasty yeah. because the manager is not going to want to sell him at a discount. That's just not going to happen. No. Um, let's move on to another backfield sure. that has had some question marks. We're not really sure what was going on. Those Denver Broncos, man. Those pesky, pesky mm-hmm. Denver Broncos. We got Melvin Gordon. We got Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon had the foot injury. Apparently, it's not serious. So, again, we shouldn't <laughs> get ahead of our skis on that one either. right? we got to be careful here. But Javante Williams, before Melvin Gordon – was a Bronco, was going early round one in drafts. Right now, he's going right around, again, the 2-3 turn, right? So he's, he's being drafted as RB12 at 21 overall. And I'm kind of at the point where, like, I'm happy to get him there. But you know what's interesting to me? In a lot of the drafts I've been in, 
I can get him at the early round three. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had to take him in round two. And so, mm-hmm. yes, obviously the ADP is there, but I just find it interesting that Melvin Gordon, he's getting up there in age. He's battled he injuries in the past, though, albeit for the last few seasons, he has been healthy. So give him credit where credit is due. Um, we're, man, we've heard it all. We've heard a 70-30 splits. We've heard 60-40. We've heard 56-44. I think that math is right. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be probably closer to a 60-40 split That if, if I just had to guess because we saw what Javante did with the ball in his hands last year. And I can't remember what show I was listening to yesterday, so I can't credit the podcast. But, you know, there were players that were saying, you know, I just – it feels like everybody's – all these young guys are just – they're so damn quick. And, and, you know, the response from the coach was, it's not that they're any quicker than they've ever been. It's that you're getting old and you're getting slow. Mm-hmm. So Melvin Gordon has a trust, but Javante Williams, man, I haven't baked that in fourth, right at his ADP. Am I too low on him? Am I too high on him? Am I, is it that, is that the good spot to take him right around that? I'm telling you. Turn? Okay. I'm telling you, this is going to be the people that choose to get Javante are going to be very happy at the end of the year. I'm just going to say that much. This guy has yeah. all the upside in the world. He has all the ability in the world. If 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 like like you said, if Melvin, if it was just anybody but Melvin Gordon's name mm-hmm. in that slot and it was just some random 30 29 30-year-old 30 running back, veteran running back, not Melvin Gordon, people yeah. would be drafting this guy at the at, at right around where DeAndre Swift is going. Um, or higher. And like, that's, that's where I'm going. Like that's his, that's where he should be going. I'm, I'm bullish. Like Melvin Gordon is older. He, they brought him back because he is comfortable with Russell Wilson. It is about making Russell Wilson happy. It's about having a friend on the sideline. Somebody that's recognizable for Russ in a new place. That is 100% why that was part of the reason why he came back. They let him walk. And I guarantee what happened is Russ was like, "Hey man, it'd be nice to have a friend around here. I know you're, I know you got, I, I know you got Javante, and you drafted him to be Nick Chubb, like you said in the scout in the war room when you drafted this guy. You thought yeah. they thought this guy was Nick Chubb with with more passing prowess. Um, and I just feel like that's what they drafted him to be. And I think they know they got the complete squad, and they can get this." Offense in a rhythm with Javante Williams early in the season. They don't have to throw all on Russ immediately. They can get this guy going, and the whole offense is going to start to be, oh, man, bone bruise for Zach Wilson. Where would you get that from? That's huge news it just came, if that's true. It just came over the sleeper wire, yeah. So it says uh, the ligaments are in good shape. It's just a bone bruise from last night. So that's Oh, that's dude, fantastic. huge. Yes. That's huge yes, news. that's huge for my yeah. best ball stuff. Thank God. Thank go. God. I know. I, mean, I got him on my Scott Fishbowl okay. too. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you All what, right. Zach Wilson, man. Whew, good good man. All right. Uh, but Javante, Finally, he has the but- truth. There's that there's always that running back that goes outside of the top 12 that ends up being a league winner. And I feel like it's yeah. Javante Williams this year. I really feel like he has that top five ability. He's a number one uh tackle breaker in the league. He he mm-hmm. and he has ridiculously good hands so i just i see a good size chunk going to him 65 to 70 percent of the snaps i just feel like towards the end of the season it may not start out that way because they're gonna 
because they have a long season. The Broncos are betting oh. on making the playoffs, okay, guys? Yeah. So they need yeah. to pace him out. I guarantee in the first month, Javante will be a little slower than people want. But as the weather gets colder, they're going to start handing the reins over to the young kid, and they're going to ride that guy into the playoffs. And that's the guy I want. I want the young legs in late in the season. Yeah, so just to put a bow in this in this discussion, because I do want to talk about one more topic before ending here. Sure. Javante is twenty two. He's only twenty two. He's still. I know. He's a puppy. He's a he's puppy. A pup. He's a little puppy. He's a pup. And then Melvin Gordon is twenty nine. Melvin Gordon is twenty nine, which historically we see a decline at that age. Man, it's you know just stay, you know, There's so many twenty seven year old running backs in the league right now that it's it's going to be interesting, right? Like massive turnover top, next year, guys. Yeah, Big turnovers are coming. Turnover. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but prepare um, in dynasty it, leagues. You have older racks, get rid of them. Yeah, now's the time, brother. Um, mm-hmm. okay, last team we need to talk about because it feels like the team is just getting absolutely decimated with injuries or players leaving in the middle of training camp. That's mm-hmm. the but the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, yeah, so we already know that Chris Godwin is still continu- continuing to recover, he's taken off the pup, which is great. But, you know, you're reading a little bit more into it. Probably still going to miss at least a month of the season is what we expect. The reason that he they don't want him on pop is because they want him to be able to, to take part in team activities, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's on the side of the field, if they're on pop, they can't do that. So that's an important part of it, right? Um, we know that Mike Evans is, is nursing that minor hamstring injury, but he's a player that has had injuries in the past. So just, yeah, you know, that little seed. I'm not moving Scary. him. But just mm-hmm. something to be aware of. Um, Russell Gage tweaked his hamstring. He's day to day, and Coach Todd Bowles is quote not worried about it, so we shouldn't be either, right? He's 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 done a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Um, they also lost their starting center, Ryan Jensen, right? That happened mm, uh, a that's little huge, while ago, boys. About a week or two ago. That's huge. So that's going to be huge too. So is there some luster coming off of these Bucks, man, or are we just yes. overblown? Just you know, you you think so, hey? Yeah, I'm actually nervous about that line. They lost two of their three of the interior starters already before the Jensen injury. That's a big yeah. deal, guys. Like, I mean, especially for Leonard Fournette. Um, <laughs> like that, I, 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 I'm a big Lenny guy this year. I have him high up in redraft because I feel like his workload is locked down. The easiest one to predict. His floor is easy to predict. We know exactly what he's going to get, and it seems that our our boy Rashad White isn't in. Really getting much run right now. He was, what, fifth yeah. running back on the depth chart? Um, something like that. And it seems like Keyshawn, Va- Keyshawn Vaughn is in there getting third down work. Um, it, it's pretty pretty, pretty wild that we aren't seeing White in there, especially with the hype that the those coaches were giving him, comparing him to David Johnson, the way he looked, um, catching the football and all that good stuff. And his, his metrics – match david johnson i could totally see that comp or it's antonio gibson-esque um uh, david johnson-esque he's a taller running back i think he's six foot six foot one he's got that yes uh, you know higher up running style which is he does you know comp to to david johnson it's it's gonna be interesting because man i i was i was in on Keyshawn vaughn when he was a rookie and so far Mm -hmm. it's just been falling flat in his face um yeah you know he couldn't he couldn't surpass ronald jones and and to me that's a problem um, obviously he's going to come in. He's going to get the first opportunity because we know Tom Brady trusts his veterans, right? But you were mentioning before the show, and and, and this is a, a good little point. It, it could be you said he was tweeting out social media or, or posting yeah. on social media. 
Yeah, Rashad White was uh, he, he. You know, some of these guys, uh, established veterans, love to make those videos, workout videos of all that they love to do, and um, doing that. And it seemed like the rookie what he blasted out like uh, three of them in a row and like three days straight. And ever since then, his luster in the Teelys has not been there. Um, I don't know if the coaches kind of said, oh, this kid's feeling himself a little bit. Let's knock him down a few pegs. This is training camp. We can do that with yeah. these rookies and make him earn it And because he's already feeling like he's going to be a starter or something. And maybe Tom Brady was like, I'm not having Lenny not come. Especially with the line being this way, they are not going to pull yeah. Lenny out, of, out on third down to be able – uh, to pass block over, you know, some rookies not going to go out and play over Lenny. And so I feel like Tom Brady probably was like, Hey, we got to get, we got to get this kid locked in because he's super uber talented. He he's a physical freak. All those things are there. Yes. But he still <sighs> possibly got a little over his skis with the social media mm -hmm. and they, and old school coaching may have, you know, put humbled him a bit i can't yeah. i can't say that 100 percent. but if i was a coach and i saw that you know I, if i saw that and i had a guy like leonard Fournette that's already been a dude and he's a super bowl champion and some rookies tweeting out i'm coming you know like essentially saying i'm coming for his job yeah mm -hmm. i would i would definitely cool him out a little bit too um especially if tom brady is the guy that you're pa pass proing for <laughs> yeah like, I, so I have I have Rashad White right now as my RB41. He's going as the mm -hmm. RB42 in drafts at 125 overall. So, you know, right around round 10, round 11 is where he's being drafted. And I, I still like that ADP. I still like that yeah. ADP because I'm going to trust Hi. talent in this situation. Yeah. And they did pay good draft, draft capital to get him. They right? did. So I'm still going to trust that. I have him in a tier with Tyler Algier, who, who we've moved up because we think he could be the starter. Michael Carter, Alexander Madison. Isaiah Spiller, and then of course Kenneth Gamewell. So I, I feel like that's a nice little tier. It's guys that you don't know what's going to happen with them, but you want them on your bench because if they pop, if any one of those guys pop, it's going to be a big thing. Michael Carter is—he's in that conversation because we like the talent, we liked what he did last season, but obviously he's competing with Brees Hall, right? But you know, if yeah. the talk is Brees Hall, if people are fading Brees Hall because of Michael Carter, you're crazy. Natural. Well, naturally, you need to then be bullish on Michael Carter. Right. At and then he's going to have a role in the offense. So at that right. ADP, I like it. Yeah. So, um, so that's it. Brother. How about your boy? Before we leave here, I got to okay. start, you know, I'm getting a little ah, nervous under the collar about James cook. Um, he is yeah. absolutely lighting training camp on fire. <laughs> so, uh, he's, He's everything I've seen. It's telling me you are, you might have missed the boat on that one, Brandon, a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I'm still nervous about it, but we still have our bet. But I'm feeling more nervous about our bet. So I'm just going to give you props right now because I know you want to talk about it. I know you want to roast me about it. And you're being nice because you haven't, because you haven't done it yet. I'm actually surprised you haven't brought him up yet. So I'm just, I'm just telling you, James Cook is gonna be a thing. Okay, he's gonna be a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my uh, my uh, humble pie on that one a little bit right now for you. I don't really have much to add to that because <laughs> sometimes the tape just speaks for itself, man. 
They took James Cook where they took him in round two because he's just a talent. If they wanted to just get a third down back, that's pretty good. Like Baltimore drafted Tyler Beatty. I think round five. I don't have him. Round five, round six. Tyler Beatty, he's actually having a good camp as well. I, Mm -hmm. I, I like him. I just actually just took him as my last pick in, in an underdog that I was doing uh, in round 20 uh, yesterday. And he's the kind of guy that you want to get some flyer picks on, but man, James cook, what you have mm-hmm. to pay, he's going to actually, I have the ADP right in front of me. So I don't even have to guesstimate, but James cook, you're going to get a lot of James cook. If you draft him with our, with I, our I, honestly, at his ADP, it's hard not to take him. Yeah. Um, it's hard ADP not to take him where he's going. Yeah, he's got an ADP of 100. Oh, he's actually moving up. Him, him and Devin he is. people are getting hotter. Up and down, up and down. But it, just a week ago, he was going around 110, 115. And Devin Singletary was going right around 96 to 100. So mm-hmm. I guess people are finally starting to take notice. And I really, really hope, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, you've got your shares of James Cook because the price is just going to get more expensive. And here's the thing. It's worth paying it. I like it. That's where that, you know, that round eight ADP, round eight, round nine ADP, that's the absolute sweet spot where you want to just hammer it and not to go into it. But when you look at from a, a just pure size, they're very similar sizes, Devin Singletary and James Cook. The big difference is James Cook is an electric player. Devin Singletary is, he's fine. He's a good running back. He's fine. He's a guy. James Cook is going to be a star. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you who haven't, Become a VIP member over at DFS Army. Go do it now. DFSArmy.com. There's a lot of free content out there, but if you want to win at DFS Contest, that's what they do. We're the fantasy football side of things. We're going to help you win in your season-long leagues. But we already had a few of our members take down tournaments in preseason. That showdown, um, that we that that uh, what was it the the Hall of Fame showdown? We had one of our player our, our VIP members take that down winning a, whole, a clean, cold 10K. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we have a Discord chat where you can come, you can chat with us. You can, talk, you can talk shit about my rankings. You can tell me how much you love my rankings. We've got everything going down there. It's We've, we've got contests constantly going. So go become a VIP member. Um, we actually have a special discount. I think you have to get it this week in the preseason. But if you want to save about 30, 40 bucks on that membership. So go do it now. We're going to be here all season. And uh, hey, listen, if you like what you're watching, like what you're listening to, mm-hmm. please like, please subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click that little bell because we're going to start doing some more live content. And every time we go live, you're going to get that we little bell live. saying, you know what? Brandon and Shane are here. The geek's been away. He's been um, he's on, been on vacation for a few weeks. I believe he's coming back next week. So we only had one show this week. We're going to have two shows again next week. I've got a special guest on the Bold Call show next Tuesday. It's Chris Felicetta. Uh, over at DFS Army, of course, you see him tweeting out. He does his um, his his running underdog drafts where he's on his mm-hmm. jogs and he does it. And can't uh, believe he does that. Going to shows, it's pretty wild, man. But Chris mm-hmm. is he, very sharp. He has free articles over at DFSArmy.com. Um, it's going to be a good one, man. So don't miss that. We'll be here next week, and that's it, brother. So I will say for the geek for Brandon Adam, I am Flex Shane, and we are of course the DFS Army fantasy football show. Let's go.